game, set, match. Point. Scott. Game over. End of game. This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. The difficulty of getting six of six golfers through to Sunday in a normal tournament is challenging, but this pixie, this monster, the elusive leprechaun at the end of the rainbow is the perfect lineup for the WGC Dell Technology Match Play. This is a beast of a fantasy challenge, and the cut line is going to get you there. Hello, Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Hello, New Zealand. What's going on Spain, Germany, Sweden, uh, in the US? What's up, Alaska, Hawaii, California, Nevada? Don't know why you're listening. You don't play DFS in Nevada. I don't get it. But okay, keep listening. Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, in our good graces, Ryan Kaiser up in Minnesota. You are a douche. Oh, and Senator, just one more thing. Love your suit. New York, New Jersey, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Texas. Yeehaw. Love you guys. We love all of our listeners somewhere in middle America. And to our old listeners, welcome back. We love you. To our new listeners, we're going to take you home to the promised land, to the top of the mountain. Worst to first cream of the crop, the sharpest knife in the drawer, the coldest beer in the fridge, and dare I go on? It's going to be a slam dunk. No pulling any punches. You're in a league of your own. You're going to play hardball. The ball is in your court. You're going to knock it out of the park. Offense wins games. The cut line wins you championships. Shut up. What? I'm sorry. Please don't speak to me like that. I am simply saying that you... Will you shut up? Shut the hell up. Shut 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 up. Welcome to The Cut Line. I am Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. New historic times for The Cut Line. Make sure that you keep up to date with us as there are new ventures on the horizon and nothing is more exciting than new toys, right? New toys next week, in fact, for all our loyal to the show. But let's dive into this week's good, bad, and the ugly. First of all, the good. Sungjae, Adam Scott, Russell Henley, Gooch, you made the cut, it counts. Lowry, Tringale, Fowler, even though he was terrible in rounds three and four. Streelman, HV3, Naismith, you name we had him. The cut line was on point last week, not the bad. Rory Sabatini, woo, doggy. Not good, no good. And the ugly, 
not enough Matt Jones, even though we kind of talked him up last week. Kind of talked him up. Sadly, not enough. We went in different directions. But, you know, we're going to move forward. We're going to move on. This week, we have the match play at the WGC Dell Technology Tournament. And we're going to do the best we can. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? To bring you the raucous and roll you into some real green come Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside, sun traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. I would love, love, love to thank my man, Zach Manafort. But once again, Zach is not here. Hopefully soon. Trying to get him back for Augusta. Would love to get a full show with Zach Manafort here. We are going to try. I promise. I promise. Now, it's Wednesday night. You're building your lineups. Don't know quite direction the ownership's going to go. I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be on Fanshare Sports and FanshareSports.com. The premier ownership in the PGA DFS industry. Easy fix if you don't have a subscription. Go to FanshareSports.com and the discount code write the word cut line and you'll receive 20% off your annual monthly member. <laughs> Not annual, just monthly membership. Also want to give a shout out to PGA Tour and Fantasy National. Your lineup's in the gutter. It's probably because you're not using Fanshare Sports. It's probably because you're not using Fantasy National. It's probably because you're not using PGA Tour. Turn that flag stick upside down. Get right as rain. Use those resources, boys and girls. But it's time to stop living in the past and time to live in the present. This week, we head to the World Golf Championship Dell Technologies match play in Austin Country Club in wonderful Austin, Texas. It's always bigger and better in Texas. And the tournament opens up with 16 groups, with each composed of four golfers competing in three days of match play in a round-robin style. Afterwards, the winner will advance to the quote-unquote Sweet 16, where each golfer will then face elimination play. And, of course, we get to the Final Four and, finally, the championship. New scoring rules for DraftKings. Important that you guys note this. Okay, first of all, holes one is worth three's points. Holes half to .75. Holes lost, minus .75. Holes not played, you add an additional 1.6. So, for those golfers that smoke somebody in nine holes, that's where that advantage comes to play. Matches one is five and matches halved is two. Of course, you have streaks and bonuses. A streak of three consecutive one holes is five points. And no holes lost in a match bonus is plus seven and a half points. So if you find somebody dominating, you's gonna do good. A little word of warning. This is a bracket. This is a challenge that is composed of tournament style. Do not screw your lineups up by picking guys from the same foursome in the first round. Limit your exposure to those types of plays because guess what? They are suboptimal. They're not optimal at all. In fact, if I recall correctly, last year, there was only about 10% optimal lineup builds. And that's not even saying that they won, right? Because they could lose those matches. The point being, build optimally, build correctly. And the question is, how do you do that? Well, let's dive into it. These two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. 
So this is the Cut Lines Birdie or Better segment where normally we take each tier of priced golfer and go through our favorite plays, but this week it is a little bit different. We're going to look at each foursome in that opening round and tell you the plays that we like in each foursome going all the way from Dustin Johnson down to the bottom of Sebastian Munoz. Needless to say, we are going to take each foursome the plays we like, why we love them, and why we think that they are going to come out of that grouping as the winner all right so guess what no mg this week doesn't really matter we're looking to build strong lineups that correlate based on our tournament bracket so starting in our first round with dustin johnson kevin na robert mcintyre and adam long obviously dj is a step in class compared to the other three in fact the only one i would consider minus DJ is Kevin Na. Now we have seen in the match play players play well and win. Example, Kisner last year. We've seen Jason Day win before in the past. The point being is that nothing is guaranteed, no matter the fact that Dustin Johnson's going up with golfers that are not comparable. There are strokes to be given up in this course and Dustin Johnson could find himself in some sand and some trouble with these small greens. So it's no guarantee, but still it's hard to face the fact, like avoid the facts that he's number three in the projection model, number eight in the aggregate model, 10 in the confidence model, nine in the overall stat model. Hasn't looked good lately. Last 12 rounds, 31st in approach. Okay. But he is looking historically as arguably the best golfer in the field. We know his prowess. We know his ability. We know his ability to dominate any tournament that he enters. It's hard to fade Dustin Johnson, especially at this ownership at only 22%. 11500 it is expensive. You're going to have to go shopping elsewhere in these other brackets, but still, I think it's hard to get away from DJ. If you're going to go anywhere else, it's Kevin Na, right? $7,100. He's priced that way because he is in this bracket. In terms of Vegas odds, he ranks 37th overall. Um, he's at 100 to 1 to win this whole thing. So, He's an option. We've seen success before. Top 10 in 2017, 17th in 2016, 34th in 2015. Recent form, though, had that withdraw from the Players' Championship looked awful, so hopefully a little turnaround for him. Next foursome we're going to talk about is Sung J.M., Victor Perez, Leishman, and Henley. I'm only taking one guy out of this group if I do go this route, and it's Russell Henley. His approach game fits, in my mind, the best for this course. And then you look at Sung J.M., his ownership is through the roof currently, so we're going to see if people deviate from that. Things I don't like about Henley, though, he doesn't project well here. He doesn't necessarily fit this course per se, but the thing is you need to deviate somewhere. So in my overall stat model, he does rank number 31. Confidence model ranks number 30. Sungjae ranks 32 in the confidence model, so he's not doing much better, but does grade out better in the aggregate model at number 22. We have not seen Sungjae here at Austin for uh, this type of competition, for this match play competition, but the fact is that Sungjae is number 17 in the world, and Russell Henley, as much as I love him this week, is number 55 in the world at $7,500. So... Other options, of course, Perez and Leishman. The reasons you would want to go to them, they're in the top 40 in the official world golf rankings, but I just don't love Victor Perez and Mark Leishman at 66 and 6,800 respectively. I feel like I could go somewhere else. Going to that next foursome, Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, Mackenzie Hughes, and Taylor Gooch. I am all over the Gooch man again. Made the cut last week, did okay on Sunday, ended up finishing 46. Before that, fifth at the players, 43rd at the Arnold Palmer. 
made the cut at the Genesis, right? That's four of four straight made cuts for my man, Taylor Gooch, and a guy whose approach rank is in the top 25 in his last 12 rounds. He's playing good golf, right? He's playing good golf. A lot of people are going to go Paul Casey. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But the more people talk about him, the more that ownership is going to elevate. Be cautious, right? If Casey's ownership gets above 25%, do you really want to go that route? Do you really? Especially in this type of format? No, thank you. Webb Simpson, this course really seems like it would fit him. He just has never done well in this kind of format. So um, he could be a fade. He could be a pivot, depending on how you're going to look at it. Uh, we know the how good Webb Simpson is. So for you just completely dog him and fade him is high risk, right? But you need leverage somewhere. Next foursome is Terrell Hatton, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, and Matthew Wallace. Two plays I really like in this round are Hatton and Garcia. I am not going to play Lee Westwood again. The guy's old. The guy's old. He had his nice little moment return to the sunshine here the last few weeks. But the fact is, missed the cut last week. I called that, by the way. Can't do it. And after a second, second, and 61st finish, like is it like welcome back to reality, Mr. Mr. Westwood? I think so. So the other two options are Hatton and Garcia for me. First of all, they're the better approach players in this foursome. Sergio Garcia, 8th overall in the last 12 rounds. Historically, in the last 50 rounds, ranks number 16, while Terrell Hatton in the last 50 rounds, number 18, and number 18 in the last 12 rounds. Both are decent at scoring, with Hatton a little being a little bit better. And, of course, you're going to be very volatile with the putter. They fit this course well. In my overall stat model, Hatton ranks number 14, while Sergio ranks number 13. And, of course, they pop in that confidence model in the, in the top 15 as well. Where I am a little bit concerned, Hatton does rank in the top 40 in projections for this weekend, while Sergio top 15. So if I had to pick between the two of them, I'm going to go Sergio just based on those projections as a leverage play. And of course, Terrell Hatton won't be far behind. They're going to be highly priced when you look at the field. Terrell Hatton, 8,600. Sergio Garcia, 8,300. One might argue you can get better plays, like going up to Paul Casey in the other bracket. Sung J.M. even up higher at 8,800. Eh, you know what? You need to get different. You need to differentiate your lineups. This is how you do it. The next foursome, Bryson DeChambeau, Tommy Fleetwood, Siwood Kim, and Antoine Rosner. Uh, how can you fade DeChambeau at this point? He's not getting a lot of love. He should be getting like tons of like love, 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 love. The guy has played great golf. He won, won first place the Arnold Palmer. Third at the players, sat out of the Honda, and now is looking to dominate the WGC event for a purse of $10 million. I will take all the DeChambeau I can get at reduced ownership. And of course, Siwoo Kim is your alternate like alternate option here. I don't necessarily ever would roster him over DeChambeau, but again, you want to get different. You want to pull someone just who is completely out of left field. I think Siwoo Kim. But of course, you know what's going to happen. This is going to be the week where Tommy Fleetwood figures it all out and, you know, he just busts your bracket. That jerk. So the next foursome we're going to talk about is probably my favorite one. It's Finau, Kokrak, Zalatoris, and Dilla Fertelli. First of all, you don't have a more competitive bracket here than with three or four of these guys. Finau, Kokrak, and Zalatoris. All of them in the top 45 in the official world golf rankings in the ranking system of my weighted models 
all three of them are ranked in the top 15. All top 15 in my confidence models, top 15 in my aggregate models, all solid approach players in great form, right? Finau did miss the cut at the players, but you know what? A lot of people missed the cut at the players. It's the players' championship. We know how difficult it can get. But look, it's these three. You need to pick one. I'm going to tell you the answer right now, boys. Willie Z. Willie Z. Torres at 7,900. He's my top play. He projects the best. Looks great. Has the Vegas odds to go with it at 50 to 1. Love that look. 28 to 1 for Tony Finau, by the way. And of course, 66 to 1 for Jason Kokrak. But the thing I like here about Zalatoris 21st at the Players, 10th at the Arnold Palmer, 22nd at the WGC, and 15th at the Genesis with no missed cuts. People are going to tend to look at Kokrak, look at that, like the past history 9th, 8th, 9th, 32nd. You can't go wrong here with these three. If I had to rank them, if I was just looking at them, building my lineups around these three, I would most definitely go, I hate to say it, Finau number one, even though I don't think he could win, and then Zalatoris and then Kokrak, just for consistency purposes. But we're looking at reduced ownership of these three because of how competitive this grouping is. And I think the way to get different is to take a stand, is to build with these three in your lineups because most people are going to feed it. They're going to go to the more easier, simplistic brackets. They're going to look at the DJ Nah McIntyre long bracket and go DJ. They're going to look at the Webb Simpson, Casey Hughes, Gooch bracket and go Webb Simpson. Like there's easy ways to get away from these hard matchups. But when you start here, you make the right choice. You take some aggressive stances. You're going to be successful. Leverage the field in your GPPs. And I think it's a solid way to kind of break down this week's field. So another foursome that we're going to mention next. Victor Hovland, Abram Answer, Weisberger, and Streelman. I like Streelman and Answer here. Again, I think it's pretty competitive, but I'm not just a huge Victor Hovland fan here, and I think a lot of people are going to be in this spot. I think he's going to earn our ownership as the as the week it progress. Why? He's a great scorer. He's a great approach player. He's better than Answer. He's better than Streelman. And that's going to leverage the ownership. So why am I going Answer and Streelman? Very simply said, I don't think I see much difference in terms of like short-term recent form ability to where I do see the upside in playing Answer or Streelman. Streelman is coming off a made cut at the Honda. So I like seeing that. So... We're going to take that recent form and, and try to ride it a little bit. We'll see if this bracket actually, like this part of the bracket actually makes it in my lineup builds. I don't love this part, but still, like if I'm going to take two, it's going to be Answer. It's going to be Streelman. So this is a very another interesting group with Colin Morikawa, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, and JT Poston. First of all, people are going to like Morikawa. They like his recent form. He's going to be double-digit ownership. So the other three is where you kind of deviate from that and. I think Horschel, Homa, and Poston are all in play as much as Morikawa. We know how much golf can be volatile here and how people are playing. First of all, you look at the approach of Horschel and Poston, and you want don't want to touch them, right? They're bottom half of the field in terms of their ability, $7,200 and $6,300 respectively. But we have seen success here, especially from Horschel with 17th, 17th, and 38th place finish. You look at their recent form, Poston's coming off a miscut, a 22nd and a miscut. I think the 22nd is a better representation of how good he is. The problem is he's number 70 in the official world golf rankings. If you are playing him, you need to know the risk you're taking, right? Don't expect him to win. You're hoping to get him 
to the second and third round and hopefully you'd like to optimize your lineup with him as a play. So the one thing though that I do like in this bracket is Max Homa. He projects really well in terms of my overall stat model, ranks number 20, confidence model number 22, aggregate model number 14. But the most impressive aspect for me is he's 19th in the last 12 rounds in the field. So we know how good Morikawa is. Homa, though, he's most definitely a pivot. It really kind of depends on ownership, what you're looking at on Wednesday. Next is JT, Louis, Kisner, and Matt Kuchar. I'm going to go straight to Usti and Kuchar here only because I don't think Kiz can go back-to-back at a WGC event. And JT's coming off a win at the players, don't get me wrong, and I think that's why I want to fade him. I think JT's win is going to most definitely elevate ownership, and people are just going to play this tournament wrong. He's going to be double-digit owned. Usti and Kuchar both have had success in the match play tournaments. They fit this course very well. None of those three, Usti, Kisner, and Kuchar, fit this course necessarily in my models, but where they do seem to pop is in the approach model. Louis right now ranks top 25 in the last 12 rounds, while Kisner historically ranks in the top 40. We've seen some decent showings here for Usti specifically with a second in 2016, back-to-back fifth places in 2015 and 2014. Of course, Matt Kuchar, you don't need to be long here to be successful. Won it in 2013, ninth in 2016, 30th in 2017 here at Austin. So, a lot of options here. Like them as putters if those putters get hot on this Bermuda Greens. Most definitely an option. Now, of course, Justin Thomas is Justin Thomas. You're fading him at your own risk, but watch that ownership. See where he gets. Next foursome, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Matt Wolf, Corey Connors, and Jordan Spieth. I'm going straight down to Corey Connors and Jordan Spieth. I, I'm not playing this Matthew Fitzpatrick crap again like i was in on him i went off him he made the cut he looked really good especially the players pissed me off but then went and started sucking again only finished top 10 after dominating we had 11th at wc mexico arnold palmer 10th place 9th place at the at the players like we're just setting ourselves up for matthew fitzpatrick failure This is totally an arbitrary thought. This is not statistical breakdown. This is not anything that comes from any strokes gain data. I just don't feel like getting bird by Matt Fitzpatrick. He's going to have double-digit ownership. Look out. Matt Wolf coming off injury. Don't trust it. Boom. Leads me straight to Connors and Spieth. And don't get me wrong. Those two have, have their worries as well. Connors, elite approach play, elite scoring ability, right? Excellent off the tee. Recent form, 7th at the players, 3rd at the API. The problem is, doesn't project here. Ranks 25th overall in my projection model. Jordan Speed, on the other hand, number 19 in my projection model. He's coming around, right? we got to buy him, especially at this low ownership. Right now, coming in at single-digit ownership. In fact, this whole grouping is single-digit ownership right now. So, if we can get leverage here, maybe take... The right piece from this grouping, you could most definitely take you far away. Next foursome is Cantley, Matsuyama, Ortiz, and Harmon. I am looking at Cantley, Matsuyama, and Harmon specifically in this tournament. Nothing against Ortiz. I I like playing him in certain you know environments, just not here. Harmon barely squeaked in at number fifty nine in the official World Golf rankings, and we are well aware of how good Cantley and Matsuyama are. 
The thing is, with Matsuyama and Cantley, we're looking at approach play, a Harmon, kind of the same concept, same idea. We've seen success in the past here from Matsuyama, 51st, 18th, 9th, and 17th. Now, the three of them, Cantley, Matsuyama, and Ortiz, are coming off miscuts at the players. And, of course, Brian Harmon is third-place finish. Obviously, it shows that Brian Harmon's game's getting together. Um, I'm going to take a stab on him. I will most definitely have him in some, some of my lineups. All three of those guys ranking top 25 in my projections model. Going down to the last of four foursomes, one of the last of four, and it's Bubba Reed, uh, Patrick Bubba Reed, Patrick Reed, Joaquin Neiman, Bazudinut, and Bubba Watson. I like Reed and Watson here. They're both going to come in lower owned. I don't think Reed's going to get the love that he necessarily should get in this position, and I just think Neiman's going to be too high owned. I get the Neiman play, and he fits statistically. We know how well he's been playing lately, but I'm just not buying it. I'm not going to buy $8,000 Neiman chalk. So going to stick with Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson in this range. Next group is Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, and Andy Sullivan. We know Jason Day has been a winner here in the past, but that was more of his prime years. We're going straight to Xander and Scotty. I think they just have something to prove week in and week out at every tournament. They're young. They're hungry. They're ready to show that they're ready to take the next step on the PGA Tour. Confidence model, 14th and 19th, respectively. Overall stat model, 16th and 19th. Both are decent in approach. Scotty's been better recently in the last 12 rounds, but historically, Xander's been the way better approach player. So if you want to take a stab between the two of them, huge price difference, by the way. Xander at 10000 while Scotty Scheffler's at 7900 So, you know, your line of construction is going to be unique. You don't need to spend all this money. Pick your guys who you think are going to come out of those foursomes and ride them. Right. If you're leaving four grand, five grand, six grand on the table, so be it. If you like Scotty Scheffler and you like someone like, uh, you know, Bubba Watson at 7,400, and then you like someone at Matsuyama, you know, the most you're paying is 8,200 in four different groups. So something to take into account. So going back to Xander and, and Scotty, it's just, I like them the better, the best of these. Andy Sullivan at 6,000. I'm not going to take the risk there. Obviously, that's a leverage play. If you are going to go that route, 6,000, 6K, low ownership right there, man. Unless people are buying up, you know, stock on, on stars and scrubs type deal, no thank you. All right, next group Rory McElroy, Cameron Smith, Lanto Griffin, and Ian Poulter. I like Cam Smith. I like Lanto Griffin. I did bet some Rory, though, to win this week just because the odds were so tasty. We know how good Rory is. So if that burns me and not picking Rory, I still got some uh, some skin in the game with him in the match play betting. So overall stat model, though, a very competitive group. Rory ranks number 17. Cam ranks 37th. Lanto ranks number 22. And, of course, Poulter, Poultry, the chicken man, I ain't going to touch, not touching this weekend. So, but Cam Smith, Lanto Griffin, both fit in the top 25, my confidence model, top 25, my aggregate model. Cam Smith does not necessarily fit this overall stat model, which has me concerned. And I will bump down Atlanta or bump up to Rory here. If I'm coming out of this group, the second to last group is Daniel Berger, Harris English, Brennan Todd, and Eric Van Ruyen. I am going straight back to EVR. I loved him last week, and I'm not going to fade him just because he didn't come to fruition in terms of like top five, top ten, top fifteen. He played well. He played decent golf. He struggled. I like he struggled just like some people did on tour, and, and was successful last week. Like some people were on tour. The fact is, I like EVR's game. He's young. He's learning 
I think he's going to end up being one of the better players on tour. And who doesn't love a three like three names in one, right? Eric Van Ruyen. Now, where you're going to struggle, of course, is with the approach game. You need to be pinpoint. It hasn't been pinpoint recently. Um, and, of course, historically, he kind of sits in that middle of the field because of his youth and inexperience. Daniel Berger, on the other hand, very different type of player. Top 10 in approach, basically. Top 10 in scoring. But if I'm going to go in this bracket, those are the two I'm looking at. Harris English, Brennan Todd, no interest. Can they win? Yes, they can. Not necessarily sure I'll get here this weekend for my line of construction. And, of course, the last grouping, Rom, Palmer, Lowry, and Munoz. Simply said, Rom and Palmer are my plays. Of course, that could change with ownership if they just blow up. Right now, Shane Lowry based on initial projections, looking at like highest ownership of this group. And I think part of it is a recent success. He's $7,100. I'm just not buying it. I'm not going to buy it because the uh, like Palmer and Rom are way better approach players, way better off the tee. Historically of just better showings. And Shane Lowry does have a British open to, or is, you know, an open championship in his belt, but still uh, I'm going to go with Rom and Palmer. Now the question though, out of all these groups, who can we not play? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no. Can't do it. And this is the Cutline Signature segment. Can't do it. Won't do it. Two plays boys and girls two plays that we are not going to play this weekend and they simply are ownership fades the first being sung jm i get it the price is right eighty eight hundred dollars the upside to win but at 33 34 30 percent wherever he ends up no thank you the second ownership fade that i'm going with this weekend Joaquin Neiman, again, 30%. We're looking at recent form. We're looking at tournament history. Whatever we're looking at here, the fact is these guys have been hot on tour. I'm going to fade them because we know how volatile the match play is. So we can't do it. Without the traditional tournament, no 6Ks, no monsters and NGs. Let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys. To boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the preview of the WGC Match Play Championship. Join us next week as we bring you the Valero Texas Open that is preparing us for Augusta the Masters again special thanks to Fanchair Sports, Fantasy National PGA Tour and I want to thank you the listener for being a part of this show thank you so much wouldn't do it without you well let's go get them on Sunday boys check out my bet pits picks coming out